Today's reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when we were pagans, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I inform you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. There are different ways of working, but the same God works all things in all people. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To the one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, and to another, the message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in various tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, who apportions them to each one as he determines. The body is a unit, though it is composed of many parts. And although its parts are many, they all form one body. So it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. For the body does not consist of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the members of the body, every one of them, according to his design. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, nor can the head say to the feet, I do not need you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts we consider less honorable we treat with greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with special modesty, whereas our presentable parts have no such need. But God has composed the body, and given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there would be no division in the body, but that its members should have mutual concern for one another. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is a member of it. And in the church, God has appointed first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, and those with gifts of healing, helping, administration, and various tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But eagerly desire the greater gifts. And now I will show you the most excellent way. This is God's word. We've seen already that the Corinthian church was divided by opinions about teachers, such as Paul and Apollos, and the distinctions between the wealthy and the poor. Another divisive item in the church was the issue of spiritual gifts, miraculous spiritual gifts in particular, according to verses 1 through 11. Miraculous powers, especially the gift of tongues, seems to have been a way to rank who was the most spiritual in the church, according to the Corinthians. In this chapter, Paul taught the Corinthians that spiritual gifts are 
gifts. That is, they are not earned or developed by a believer who has then the right to feel proud. Instead, different gifts are distributed by the Spirit of God, according to verses 4 and 5, and for his purposes, not for our pride, according to verses 6 through 11. The analogy Paul used to teach this was the human body, according to verses 12 through 27. Just as the human body needs different organs and limbs to contribute different functions for the good of the whole body, the church needs different people exercising spiritual gifts for the health of the entire body of Christ. I never think about my spleen, but I'm glad I have one. Likewise, there are people in our body, our church, who have very public gifts and others whose service to the Lord is almost invisible, but still very vital. How has God uniquely gifted you to serve him by helping his church? Have you figured out what you have to contribute and found a place to make that contribution? Going further, God gave leaders to the church to serve his body, according to verses 28 and 29. We know from other passages that church leaders were given to defend the church, instruct the church, and equip the church. If you don't know what your gift is, or need help in developing your gift, or need help in finding a place to use it, that's one of the reasons the leaders of the church exist. So, if you remember here at Calvary, let's talk. One major undercurrent in this chapter, which will be developed more in the next chapter, is that whatever our gift or our role in the body is, we're here to give ourselves for the good of the body. Our gifts and ministries are to serve, not to be exalted. That's something we need to be reminded about continually, because each of us has natural tendencies toward pride. If you find yourself drawn to a ministry because you like the attention that ministry brings you, it's time to humble yourself before the Lord and ask him to give you a true servant's heart. And so serving the Lord in his church and using your gift to serve the Lord is a really important subject. And so I hope you've thought about this and have volunteered to serve in various places until you find the right place to serve according to your spiritual gift. Thanks for watching. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.